Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. I am Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. And we've got a lot of darkness to cover this week. Very dark week. Very dark week. Like, I had to plumb the depths to find anything not depressing. Do you know who I came up with? Deborah Messing and Jessica Rabbit. Uh, dark news and redheads. Okay, actually, I didn't even notice that until this minute. And also, I was thinking about going back to red. Okay, that's interesting. I feel like you would look good with any hair color, actually. I wouldn't look good brunette. But I, I might just get um, some strawberry blonde low lights in my natural yeah. color. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, actually, not. I take that back. I don't think you'd look great brunette because you have very sort of like light features you're very irish looking but mm. a little red fabulous yeah because i think the, the the uber blonde is aging me a bit now i've never had that thought before but i do think it's just a little bit maybe if any if i had any comment it might just be like sort of summary yeah yeah it is summary and what but when i was in espana there was we went out on a boat and so I didn't have any makeup on and I saw pictures of me with the frizzy air dried hair and without the makeup. <laughs> okay. So the Moonyuel this week, you, did you, you didn't watch the replay. You don't even know how perfect your timing was. I, I don't even know what I said. I don't even know if I had clothes on. I was, well, I'm getting great feedback about it. Good. So when I was in, I, the only thing you told me is that well, I was chanting about veneers. Moonyuel begins. It's a Pisces full moon. It's fabulous. Everything's going well. Zoom shows are not like regular shows where it's like, I don't want to run the light. I have a a set stage time. Sometimes when I go dark screen, it's because I'm texting people like, okay, this is where we're at in the show. Or like, can you actually go next? Or or someone's not here yet or whatever, right? I always assumed it was because you were like sticking an entire carton of cigarettes in your mouth and lighting it all at once. (laughs) Like a cartoon from the 1950s. No, but you can tell when I've returned from taking a few shots. That's for sure. I've watched the replays and now I know. Now I know. <laughs> but no, it's usually because I'm just like, do I don't want anybody that's seeing me to think I'm like not paying attention. So I don't want to oh, be yeah. like, like hosting the show, but then not listening to whoever's there. Right. I sent Talia a little message. Molly says she's on her way, like riff until she gets here. So we were doing this back and forth. And the only thing that I really, in my heart of hearts cared about was that our actual like special guest performer, Isabel Hagen, who was fucking amazing by the way i just wanted her to be happy and not feel like disrespected in terms of like her time or being recorded when she didn't want to be or whatever right yeah yeah so you messaged me and you were like on the way home see you in a minute right so i'm like okay dope so tali and i just start riffing we're talking about like asking for what you want and like miracles are possible whatever whatever then i'm like okay i'm just gonna bring up isabel because i don't think molly's coming 
Because, you, you know, to be fair, even though you are actually extremely reliable and highly communicative, you did chime in. You, 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 you chimed into the Zoom just to be like, I'm at a bar in España, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's that Pisces rising, Pisces North Node contribution. She's floating around the world getting trashed in Spain. And like, because I was like, yay, Molly's here. Okay, bye, right? So I messaged Isabel. I said, hey, sorry, there's not going to be like comedy, comedy first. I said, let me stop the recording. What I actually ended up doing was canceling the whole Zoom. Oh, no. Cancel the whole Zoom. It was actually such an interesting practice because you wouldn't believe everybody's response. It was such a like meta message. It was a little bit like Kim K Met Gala vibes where it's like you're project, like everyone's projecting onto the situation, their own shit. So like Desi's like apologizing because like the baby, the baby kicked her off Zoom. People, people are all messaging me like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I fucked something up. Like, so- wow. It was really funny. So then I'm like, oh my God, this is so chaotic. So people are coming back on. So then I'm like, damn, Isabel, like I'm going to riff a little bit longer because I don't want people to not be here. She was going to play Bach. She played Bach on the violin. I know. So then I start talking. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm just going to riff because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, our girl Molly, like she's not going to make it. She's trashed somewhere in Spain. And mind you, I'm like low key, not panicking, but I just want to make sure it's a funny vibe. And I'm just waiting for, you know, we had like 25 people there at one point. Like I wanted Isabel to actually have a crowd. So just when I was uttering the words, Molly's not going to make it. I'm going to bring up your next comic. You arrived. Wow. You have to watch the replay. It was like at that moment. Like I can't actually for your sake, it's worth noting that not only are you a Pisces rising, but the full moon was like exactly on your North node. So it was really like showing you your Dharma, which is really funny in the context of the story. Okay. What? I was just like out on a tapas tour getting hammered. That's That's what you're here to do, baby. Sarah, that can't be what I'm here to do. I'll run out of money. No, Molly. Oh my God. If I were in, if you were in the United States right now, I would just cancel this podcast and drive to wherever you are to fucking strangle. You don't ever say that again. Okay. You have got to drop these money fears. If you want our merch store to really become the cool street brand for the, for the Astro crowd and for this podcast to be our number one claim to fame, that's going to allow us to sell out theaters for the rest of our lives. We cannot relate to any moment of our time on planet earth as being afraid about not having money. Okay. 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 That's why I was like, buy the boat, buy the dog, buy the boat, just do the shit. Because the more you just expect have money and be divinely compensated for the good work that you do that you have not been fully acknowledged for, you will be. Yeah. But isn't that just because my fiance is a programmer at a bank? No, no. It's because thoughts create things. Our thoughts literally create our reality. So whatever we actually think is what we live. All right. Well, I am trying to do that. If you had enough money and you're, if you quote unquote felt like you had quote unquote enough money and I told you your life's work was to be an an artist that was just flying around Europe, getting trashed and being funny as hell and gorgeous and like making people's nights and just like enjoying the, the jet setter life or in, you know, or whatever, whatever it feels right. I think you'd be down. Yeah. I'm definitely down for that. I just, money cannot be the issue between you and your purpose. I also need to be able to bring my doggy if I get it. Well, then you better really attract some money because we're talking about private planes now. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is something that I really want to do. Why was I talking about veneers on the moon you all? You were so fucking funny. No way. And then, no, people had a great time. No, you were so funny. We all just started talking about, you know, we're all winners. We're declaring what we want. I have to rewatch too, but there was some moment where you like whispered under your breath. 
I've secretly been thinking about getting veneers. And then somebody else chimed in like, I've been thinking about getting veneers. And then Haley was like, why don't we try to get a veneers sponsor? But we had done this chanting before of like, we're calling this in. And, and um, Talia Brava had us chanting. I had everybody do ugly face. Very wild time of chanting lots of weird things. Then I was like, fuck it, let's call in veneers. And then we just started screaming veneers, 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 <laughs> veneers. And the whole Zoom was calling in veneers for the whole community. <laughs> wow, I wonder if it's gonna come true. I guess we'll see. We will see, you heard it here. Now that we're broadcasting it on the airwaves, it is highly possible. You were drunk, but you were not like sloppy, really. Like you were, you were just like, hey, you were loopy. Well, you were that's loose. the problem. I never get sloppy. I'm never slurring. I, I just get a little louder. No, the fact that you are one of the only people on literally planet Earth who has actually ever seen me sloppy is like <laughs> mortifying for me. Because if you hadn't been there and seen that and seen me puke in my mask and keep it, take it home. <laughs> I would have just said like, bro, me too. I'm a tank. It's a Capricorn thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've been exposed, you know, but you know, I think it's an important note, especially during these Pisces time. And it's a very Wait, hot also, astrological week. Yes. I have to say I'm not a tank because I do know when to slow down. That's part of why, like mm. I've always been good at kind of pulling the pulling back and that's the Taurus moon as we've discovered, yes, yes. like right. Taurus know how to party and like not take it too far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you have a chart that I would say is specifically built for partying. Like North Node in Pisces, rising Pisces, like with that sort of like, you know, earthy support. It's like you actually can support yourself in like surrendering to spirits. And Do I don't just mean Tell me this. It's so bad. Well, this is what oh, I was going to say. It's so good. It's so good. Well, this is why I have my yoga Finsta. We were talking about our Finstas before we started I, recording. That talk, speaking of mortifying, I did something else fucking mortifying. Yeah, you messaged me from your Finsta. No, I feel really exposed. Like, I'm going to have to change the name now and block you because- Why? I can't even see who you follow on it. Good. good. You're only following nine people. It's all, it's all just accounts. It's really just like- a Camille Paglia quotes, stuff I wouldn't want necessarily either like other people to see that I'm actually interested in or just like now it's just like entertainment news. I just don't want it on my feed all the Ann time. Col Ann Coulter fan blog. Yeah, yeah it's like low-key like a, I'm looking, <laughs> you know, I want to have a well-versed, uh, but I don't want anyone looking through my like, who does she follow to like make any, you know, incorrect yeah. judgments on me. But like low-key, they would be correct because I low-key am looking at these things. But I don't want them on my regular feed. But I messaged you a story. What was the story I even messaged you? I don't even remember. It was about oh, Gabby no. Petito. We were talking about Gabby Petito earlier, but then I woke up this morning and we had this WhatsApp combo going on and it was like, good news, good news, good news, good news. Then I roll over. I am like still rolling around, just waking up and I open my Instagram. Little did I know it was my Finstagram. Fuck my life. <laughs> and I saw your post about the other missing dead girl or whatever. And then I was like, okay. So what I was trying to, to type was, okay, I take it back. Fuck our WhatsApp conversation. Now it's a bad day. But I had, okay. I had just woken up. I had a lot of typos in it. So the actual message, oh my God, take back earthing about good fay in what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, <laughs> like, let me read that back in case you guys miss it. I'll do it slower. Oh my God. Take back earthing about good Faye in what's up. <laughs> and then I wrote back so sad. And that's when I started to get weird because I was like, 
sad. I mean, obviously it's sad. It's sort of like belaboring the point, mom, there's a missing girl in London or whatever. Like, why did she respond to that? And then I was like, well, maybe my message didn't make sense. And then I was like, oh, my message didn't make sense. And then I was like, wait a second. We don't have any other message history. It just was at the top of the you're profile. Signed, signed into your fake goth fucking. <laughs> it's a goth. It's just like a literal, like, like clip art from the internet. But I, um, I, um, yeah, it's, it's specifically goth. I'm glad that you got, don't say the name, but it's like, yeah, I went for like a whole different, like, it was really not me. And, That's really um, funny that you went to the trouble to like brand it a certain way. Like to be like, no, no, how, that's how, because I'm truly a creep. How can this Finsta be plausible? Like forget the fact that it only follows nine people and has five followers, which I'm so Yeah, sure. but you know what? I specifically other have, I have posts up. You do? There are not really any likes and a, a bunch of people follow me. <laughs> no, only like five people followed you. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll tell you right now. Let me give you my stats. Um, okay. If I do say so myself, I have 28 posts. I what? have 48 followers and I have, and I follow 418 people. On that one? Shit. Did I message you on my other, other Finsta? Yeah. Oh, that was not the wow. Finsta you messaged me for. No, no, it is. That's the Finsta. That is the Finsta. Um, maybe it connected you like people you may know and it was my other Finsta where it's really only like nothing. Yeah, that one's really just like a blind. The username just... is so funny. Don't I... say it, but isn't it funny? It, I cannot. It's yeah, you, so really, you, you want to talk about what the eighth house is? Like this is eighth house in action. The trouble I take to truly be not me to get information and to do research and to like do that's eighth house Capricorn shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. And does it really benefit you that much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even need to get into why, but everybody should have some Finstas. It's, it's less creepy than you think. It's, I, to me, it's more of a content management system, to be honest. Okay, sure. Whatever, whatever gets you. But if I happen to want to peek into somebody's personal life who I don't want them to think I care about them anymore, etc., etc. Or I've been blocked or whatever. It's good to have a Finsta. Sometimes. Who's following your Finsta? It is like, it is random people. I like that my pop news stuff is all in one place. Because in general, I don't want to be inundated with like the same 10 headlines about dark shit every day. Or I don't want to follow the Kardashians. I don't want to hear from them that much. But I want to I be able to easily then see them on a feed somewhere else so that I don't have to like search Kylie or search whatever. But like in general, I'm not like, I don't want to every day check in with them first thing. If I go to this account, I don't have to search them. They're just there. Why is this week so dark and weird? Like, let me go through some of our rejected topics. Yeah, read it, read it. Yeah, the low list. It's just too sad. <laughs> uh, Justin Bieber, sex abuse in his church. Yes. Nicki Minaj and her fiance intimidating a witness who accused him of sexually assaulting her. We are going to get into the Gabby Petito story and we're going to get into it in, may I say, a very smart and productive way. Cause a we better way. A lighter way. I wouldn't say it's light. No way to make this light. So yeah, it's I'm not right. light. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. It's a dark week because the Pisces full moon that was on your north node, that was right in your first house, it was at the penultimate degree of, of the zodiac, right? So it was at 28, 29 degrees of Pisces, which is the end of the zodiac, right? So we restart in Aries. Not only is it kind of interesting to have this full moon at the very last degree of the Zodiac, like 28, 29, but 
there was a flip-flop in the moon cycle where for, for like the, for the majority of this year, starting in July of last year, it actually was this situation where we were in this sort of warped experience because actually the full moon was coming before the new moon in every sign. So the whole year before Virgo season this year was actually like coming in with big energy and then setting new intentions. There was this flip though during Leo season where there were two Aquarius full moons. And so this was the first time since it got flipped a year ago that we're back on a quote unquote normal moon schedule where it's new moon first and then full moon. And when you're in the new moon first and then full moon schedule, what the actual energetics of the cycle is, is that you like set new intentions and then the full moon is this big reveal where that's actually not the energy we've been in for the past year. So this was a moon where it was literally showing us, it, it, how do I put it? It was a death. It was showing us the, the absolute biggest, brightest, illuminating truth about everything that we've been working on. You know, you could say for the, for the past year, but it's actually like, it, it's before that, right? So it's kind of like, we've all had this major shifting around and this full moon at the last degree of Pisces was really an opportunity to see everything like for what it is. That's why the, like the Petito astrology is, is so interesting on, on some level because it's actually like, oh, like the truth was, the truth is revealed, right? Like there is that everything that was like trying to hide in plain sight. And especially now, okay, so now why does it continue to be weird? Well, two days later, we have the equinox, right? Which is a very spiritual day every year. It is the day- well, no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday at 3 p.m., if you put an egg uh, in the in a na- long ways on the ground, it would have stood straight up because it was actually, the, you know, the equinox points are when the earth is actually, there's, there's a, a straight up perfect balance between the moon and the sun. And so there's exactly equal day and equal night. It marks in the beginning of either sun, days getting longer or days getting shorter. But that's what equinoxes are. They change they change the rotation of how much light or dark there is. After having this big, it, I mean, if, if you were not feeling emotional or feeling cycles, truly cycles that we've been dealing with and dealing with and dealing with coming to an end or really seeing the fullness of the, the harvest that you've actually been planting for the last few years, give me what drugs you're on, how nice to escape, right? But actually it was a time where we were really, it was very difficult to escape the anything that you were trying to hide from yourself so then two days later when it's the day of perfect balance and that we're really still in the energy of now what happens is is that the things that we realized that maybe we had been trying to avoid or lie to ourselves about or hide or whatever we feel that stark imbalance we feel that like well if it was perfectly balanced you know this is what this is over here and this is over there but because there was this huge karmic cycle ending of a reveal, we are actually even more present to how off kilter and off balance certain things are, whether it's in the collective power struggles or safety issues or, um, you know, big news stories, or even in our own lives where we realize, oh my God, I've been lying to myself about how, how well this relationship is working for me, or I've been lying to myself about you know, I, I think if I, if I drink secretly, no one's going to know or whatever, right? Then when we have this day of equal balance, when we are in the areas that we are unbalanced or there is unbalanced, it feels massively 
unbalanced, but the purpose of it is so that you can actually start to really do that clearing to let go of the things that are, that are in the way. We're seeing ourselves in really familiar situations where it's a reveal of like really how far you've come, right? Like there's, it, it could be a reveal of like, wow, I'm here again, but, but I'm different or something else is different. Okay. You know? So, so the other thing that's happening, aside from just this, the, the culminating moon, we are in a Uranus-Venus opposition. When Venus and Uranus are opposite each other, it's like Venus is goddess, it's love, it's money. Uranus is like lightning bolt change, not what you thought it was, going to be different, right? So when you have Venus opposite Uranus, you can all of a sudden have like, it, it could be good things too, but it's like sudden upsets in relationships or things that you never thought were going to, even the fact that Nick is considering the dog when it was kind of a hard no at the beginning. And now you're the one that's like, well, maybe not, right? That's where it's like, oh, wait a second. Now the conversation is totally different. Or now, now this thing that I thought was one way isn't, or my feelings are changing. You know, when Uranus and Venus are opposing each other, it's like, it's like, it's like Zeus from outer space, like shooting a lightning bolt down on your sense of Venusian security, beauty, love, comfort. And it is sort of like a, whoa, that's why like you could, it's predictable that this week there will be earthquakes there will be earthquakes that are starting to come sort of through. I would be surprised if they haven't started already. I just haven't been on it because I've been so involved with the Petito case. But it's like, you know- There was a lava eruption in Spain. No. Okay, dude, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's this energy where it's like, like all of a sudden the, the earth is quaking and we are not feeling safe. The one other thing that's worth noticing, aside from the fact that, that Mercury is about to go retrograde in Libra relationships, Venus relationships, so there's a lot of relationship reveals and shakeups happening. Mercury has been square Pluto. What does that mean? That means that deep issues of power and control, obsessions, cultural change, generational like, like evolution is having a conflict with the mental energy and the media energy and the mercurial energy. And so we're really going, whoa, 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 whoa. Is someone, what, is someone saying something that's, that's not true? Like if, if, if people are lying, it's going to become obvious. Or if you're feeling like all of a sudden, whoa, actually, I don't trust this. Or I don't, I, I feel like I'm all of a sudden not totally understanding the things that I thought I understood. It's, it's actually asking us basically to question everything that we um, rely on for our sense of security, our sense of power. And so any areas where you are actually like draining your personal power or not really actually, um, living your sort of purpose will become clear because it's like the thoughts and the actual power structure are in sort of a difficult conversation and Mercury is about to go retrograde. So we're going to have to actually address all of the things that come up as uncomfortable today. And I guess the one other thing is that today the moon is square Saturn. So that's another difficult conversation between the moon, our emotions and Saturn, the reality of what's going on. So like when we look at the astrology of this week, it is like, whoa, even the fact that like, we're not going to talk about it, but like the fact that even just from an astrological perspective, if we could touch on it for a minute, I just love the darkness. Why it's interesting that now of all times, after 20 years, the, the woman who was assaulted by Nicki Minaj's husband is now coming clean. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, but you see that like, that actually is exactly what this is where she's actually like, okay, I haven't been talking about this for 20 years. I have been actually threatened and it's actually kept me silent 
So now I'm actually going to go on the, whatever uh, that show is, it's not the view, it's the real or whatever. And I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to make this other side of the story known. And it's also showing us this other side of Nikki, aside from her cousins, friends, brothers, sisters, balls exploding. The fact that, she, that, that we're thinking about Nikki involved with like witness tampering and trying to pay off someone to hide her husband's sexual assault is like, wow, that's, that is a, a very dark and uh, revealing tidbit about Nikki that I don't know if I wanted to know, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's like, wow, that's really fucking dark. And the opinions that I have, the thoughts that I have about this person are, are changing, right? Also, just how cheap she is. The fact that they tried to buy this woman off for $20,000. It was like, it? 20000 Fuck no. What? That's crazy. Nikki also collaborated with Takashi 69 after we already knew that he had revenge porned a 13-year-old, allegedly. So, like, Whoa. I don't think she's the best judge of character. So we need to talk about the Gabby Petito case because it's the only thing people are talking about. It's actually a grande case at this point. Oh. Uh-oh. A last Sorry. name pun. I mean, there are more Sorry. to come because the prime suspect's last name is Laundry. I Don't you love when the last names just like say it all? Do you know what <laughs> yeah. that's called? It's called nominative determinism. Tell me more. It's like when your name, nominative means having to do with the name, determinism determines what your job is. Wow. You know, one time during one of our earlier readings, Nicole was like, look, your last name is Armor. You need to be armored up. She's like, that's why even comedy always has to be what you do because it's a way for you to like just create a barrier between you and other people. Even like this face trash merch, now it means so much to me because I'm like, oh, it's kind of like this costume that I get to wear. Yeah. And my last name is Moonshine and I love to get fucked up. Bro, for real. And actually in other cultures, your name is pronounced Merch Shine. Oh, so it's sort of like, that's why you're world traveling. In some places, you're moonshine. Some places, you're merch shine. Speaking of the armor, now you're putting a protective layer up so that we don't have to talk about this extremely disturbing story, I would say, with this Oh my God. Deep, dude. So, okay. This is incredibly sad. It's incredibly upsetting. Um, I was hearing about this when I was in Spain and I was like, I do not want to look into this. Sarah and I have two different approaches, I would say, about what we find interesting about this case. For me, it's like, on the one hand, I hate the level of granular detail that people are getting into on TikTok. On the other hand, I completely understand it's, people are doing it out of fear that something like this could happen to them. And Well, and actually, can I interrupt you for a second? I'm not really on TikTok, except for the one time that I was trying to get your attention at four in the morning, because you were like trapped in the Zencaster, like Marvelverse <laughs> or whatever. But what, what do you mean? Like, what are people doing on TikTok around this? They're going through... so. So the story is not a typical missing person story because there is this paper trail, digital paper trail of her whereabouts and her activities with the boyfriend for the last few months because they were doing this hashtag van life thing. And they were, they were driving content. cross country. And the other thing that makes this case different from other cases, and I'm saying this as a journalist, is that the parents are releasing so many statements uh, casting doubt on Laundry's story and stuff like that. Like they are, usually that doesn't happen. I've worked on a lot of stories as a reporter earlier in my career where someone has died and I have to call their parents and ask them for a statement. And like- You do? You have? Yeah, it's standard. What? If you If you get across your desk 
that someone died, you have to talk to the cops and you have to try really hard to get a comment from the family and friends of the person who died. Oh, wait, how many times have you had to do that? Add five. Uh, Probably, no, like, probably like five to 10. Molly, that's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. Yo, real talk, bros. This, this, Molly's a journalist. Yeah, like before I did celeb shit, I, you know, I started in a small town paper. So you have to do a little bit of everything. So, and wow, the thing about that, and the reason why I'm sharing that is like most of the time they don't want to talk to you. Right. And that's why a lot of stories about missing people and murdered people sort of die on the vine because all you really have to go by is the police account. And there's not going to be witnesses stepping forward to the reporters to incriminate themselves. So, like when people are talking about why is this story getting so much more coverage than other stories, there are legitimate reasons for that. And a lot of those reasons are racism, sexism, classism. And a lot of those reasons are purely logistical. Yeah. And I mean, I think in this case in particular, to me, like aside from the astrology piece, I think this guy is like the biggest fucking idiot on planet earth because like, if you're going to, if you're going to commit a a murder, you know, even if it's not premeditated, if you know, you have it in you, don't start a fucking online TV show clocking your journey. What is he doing? And then drive home in her van. What's he fucking, what an idiot. I know the fact that he drove home in the van. So dumb. And if he drove home in the van, refused to make a statement, didn't say she was missing for ten days. It's like, bro, bro, you could tell me that shirt is clean, but there is a motherfucking coffee stain on the front. There's no way that you bought it like that. Yeah, and so, so the thing is, the thing that I think should be the big story in this, like, it's domestic violence. It's the link between domestic violence and women being murdered because it's a huge link. Like. Even mass shooters, a lot of the time, they have a domestic abuse arrest or report against them. Yeah. Like, and we just, like, if you watched the video of this guy with the cops, it was so obvious that this girl is shaking and hyperventilating and traumatized. This guy was barreling down the road at 45 miles per hour in a 15, didn't even notice the cops were behind him with the lights on she says to the cops he grabbed me by the face and i'm bleeding on the inside of my mouth then he never admits to that happening the cops just like forget that that even was said and in the video they're like did you hit him on the did you hit him on the face and she's like i didn't hit him on the face like she actually says she didn't and in his in his like comment to the cops all he was doing was blaming her yeah it was all the her. whole thing was like she's this she's that she was getting unruly so I, I tried to help her by getting her out of the car which is like um and it's like no actually what she said happened is he like locked her out of the car and like she's in the middle of nowhere this like 90 pound girl getting locked out of the only shelter that she has terrified he's gonna drive away because one of the things like it's basically the point is all of the hallmarks of domestic abuse are there it is so yep clear and also you know we talked about this with like johnny depp and amber heard even if it's a situation where both people are toxic for each other sure like that's still a domestic abuse situation and you yeah. you need to they should have been given her giving her resources yeah well, giving of both that. of them and, and i'm okay with like i'm not necessarily like a i think i do think that there's domestic bu- abuse that happens, you know, female to male as well. Like, I yeah. don't think that it's necessarily, 
just, you know, I think one of my, one of my favorite Law and Order SVU episodes is all about this guy who like won't, he refuses to actually come forward with what was going on because he has, you know, so much masculine pride to maintain, but it was like at the end of the day, he was being super duper abused by his wife. So mm-hmm. I don't think, but I do think it's like, right, resources for everyone and, and just taking it much more seriously, keeping a, the fact that, that throughout this case, there is so much like random people spotting. I mean, the fact that other people saw them having a domestic abuse spat in the middle of fucking nowhere is like, wow, that is, there is attention being called to this motherfucking dramatic, toxic couple. Right. And like people are trying to take actions and take action. And the cops are just like, we suggest you sleep separately tonight. That's it. Like she was shaking. Like, I don't care. And also like, yeah, of course women abuse men too, but visually he's like twice, he's a foot taller than her. And she is built like a fucking limp noodle. Like, come on. (laughs) We are not hating. We're not Gabby, a beautiful limp noodle. Oh, come on. You know, that's my ideal body type. (laughs) Oh, she meant that as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the thing. So I'm watching this video. I was in like an emotionally abusive relationship once and it was so, I don't, I hate to use the word triggering because it's so cringe, but it was just everything. It was like watching it happen again. And I was like, I was up because I'm like, oh my God, she's crying and sobbing because she thinks it's all her fault. Right, right. The, the amount of blame, all the blame was on all her, her from fault. Both, which means actually she was protecting him. Yes, yeah, she and he's convinced that he did absolutely nothing wrong. He's broing it out with the cops. He's calm, cool as a cucumber. It's just textbook. It's just textbook. Yeah. So, okay, we've talked about that piece. The link between domestic abuse and femicide, which is the murder of women, is huge, huge, huge. So that is very triggering. And that there's just no other resources. Like, obviously, the cops are doing almost everything uh, to not protect people. And so it's like, the fact that you have to call the cops for safety in these cases is certainly not comforting. Yeah. And, you know, the cops are not even who should necessarily be called unless we're going to completely overhaul their training. Who should be called is a domestic abuse counselor who is going to know how to separate these people from each other and disentangle them. Like, I hate the mindset. And really identify the signs of like somebody who's actually a a predator or someone who's actually going to like who, who is capable of committing a like you know severely violent crime and not, not that we should treat, rate violent crimes but you know yeah and not treat her like she's a hysterical little girl which is what they right. did and right. like clearly they were just like oh she's having a moment and she's upset and she you know she just says she didn't touch the steering wheel he says she grabbed it and that's why he swerved i mean mm-hmm. he's the one who was speeding so the thing is like i really also hate when people say Oh, when someone's in a domestic abuse situation, or even just if someone's boyfriend is an asshole, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to like let, let them go figure it, it out. No, yep. no, 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 no. Because mm-hmm. every time if someone's in like an emotionally abusive or anything abusive situation and they talk to a friend about it and the friend doesn't say, girl, this has red flags all over it as a friend, you're normalizing that situation. Yep. I just have yep. to, I'm saying a blanket statement of that. Like, mm-hmm. because when you're in that, I mean, I think that like the, the, we have to say though, that like at the same time, I don't think that it's, or I have to say, I don't think it's because I'm someone who like 
has done a lot of self-development work around the area of like, you can't save anyone, you know? Cause yeah. like there were times in my life where like, I would have, you know, interjected and then whether a person believed me or not or whatever situation it was about it I, I would become like I mean it's part of why I became sure, a yeah. coach because I was like I got to do this for pay because I'm spending all of my time giving way too big of a shit about everybody being upset or having crisis so it's like it's it's like you need you don't to have say to, something you, you don't have to intervene yourself to say right. someone else right but if somebody's not consolable or not going to shift their behavior fine but you do need to try you yes like when I was in that situation and I finally was able to get the hell out. And again, I was only emotional abuse. I don't want to make any, I'm not saying anything beyond that, but it was really hard to figure out how to get out. And like yeah. the one, cause you're being gaslit so much and the real gaslighting, not the trendy Twitter gaslighting. Like, Which is also so fucking annoying. The fact that yeah. gaslighting is now like a, the fact that we are hashtagging gaslighting for all the bachelor episodes is like yeah. so fucking ridiculous. But so like, you are so gaslit. You are like, I was Which very- is just genuinely confusing. Yes. When I was in that situation, I genuinely believed that like I sucked and- yeah. I was irredeemable and everyone hated me. And, this and you were like lucky to be in this relationship anyway, yes. because you're such an awful person. Yes, exactly. Because I'm late for things because yes. I'm messy, stupid yep. shit. Yep. Yep. So when it, when I finally started to like turn the lights on, the only thing that would really help me was like, okay, this person one time was like, he sounds like a dick. Huh. Mm -hmm. My sister one time was like, ugh. I don't know if that's normal. Huh. Yeah. Those little tiny statements because you're in this situation where you, you're, he is around you on all sides figuring out how to completely control and manipulate your emotions. So like those little lifelines. It yeah, like when you're grasping for straws, there had better be some straws. Exactly. So I just wanted to say that to everyone, be the fucking straw for your friends. Yeah, your yeah. Friend is in a shitty relationship and they're fighting. First of all, no one needs to fight in a relationship. You don't need to. Like if you're fighting all the time, don't be in the relationship. Like mm -hmm. this isn't the middle ages. We don't have to fucking like. But see, that's where it's like, we're so fucked up as a culture because it's not about the middle ages. It's about people's like, experience with like witnessing what it means to be married or what it means to be in love. And we have our parents and the generations of parents before us have been so yeah. traumatized out of leaving relationships or so there's I think that there's like a level of like oh that's just normal it is not we all and we do need to work everybody does have their own like individual threshold that they need to actually cross through and then work through on their own and go oh I'm not gonna do it this way but like I think we accept whatever we think is acceptable based on what we've seen yes and we actively glamorize it we love yeah, hard and yeah. fight hard no Yep. You yep, should never yep. be fighting hard with your partner. Like mm -hmm. there should be no, like, obviously you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have some fights, but like if part of your ethos as a couple is we love hard and fight hard, you're in a fucking shitty situation. Like yeah. you don't have to point the finger. Who's the abuser? Who's the victim? Just get the fuck out of there because that's not mm -hmm. normal and it's not good. But so mm -hmm. there's, so I watched that video, the police video. So like I said, it was very triggering for me. And then you sent me this video of this girl who made this thing being like, oh, everyone's come down with white woman disappearance syndrome or whatever <laughs> it's called. And she was like, you know, sharing all the statistics about women of color who disappear and nobody, and it doesn't get as much coverage. And I just found it really like, I don't, maybe it's white fragility 
maybe not. But I was just like, fuck this girl for trying to get clout on Instagram by like dragging the mass grief and shock reaction of this woman's death. Like, because that's I mean, what it's it not was. just her. It's, it's, I mean, I, so many people. my, my whole feed is like, fuck Gabby Petito. These are the, you know, hundred thousand native American, you know, missing reported missing cases in the past decade. And nobody has followed up, given a shit. There's no media attention. Now I do think that is an issue, but I, yes, I think in this case, huge issue. I think the reason this is different is because they were like trying to be social media influencers. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like, uh, they're like, right. What you said, I mean, whatever the digital paper trail, it's like, if, if you, if there are breadcrumbs being, being dropped, it would be ridiculous for us not to go, well, wait a second, these breadcrumbs yeah. have been dropped. So I think that's they the left issue. Us it's not that she's white and missing. It's that she's a, she is a popular influencer trying to do this very popular Instagram trend or whatever, a social media trend with her boyfriend. And it, all the pieces are like laid out before us until she disappeared. So it's and sort it's of like- because Durr. there's a narrative. There's a narrative yes, with yes, twists yes. and turns. And yes. that's what we latch onto. That's why we like- gossip that's why we like no it feels like a james patterson book just being written before our eyes right and that's why when i would have to call a family who's grieving which by the way i didn't obviously enjoy doing but how did you even do that what does that conversation sound like you just have to be really like forthcoming and say hey you know i know that you lost so and so and i was just wondering if you wanted to provide a statement and i i totally understand if you don't and sometimes yeah. they want to talk. They want to talk. They're dying to talk. And other times they're just like, no. And I understand yeah. like it's terrible for them if they don't want to talk. Ugh. Like having me call them was traumatic, but it's part of the job. And it's Damn. why media coverage is heavier for some people and not others. It's like mm. you give it a narrative if you say he was this, this, and this, and she was this. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This, this and this, like then it becomes something that captures people and they want to help solve it. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So right. I mean, it's, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the issue too, that like, it sort of just feels like another crime drama and we sort of remove the actual, like, it's not that we, not that we don't feel for the family. We don't like actually recognize that this is a person and this is a, these are people that are grieving. It's, it's right. because we're so, um, and especially in this moment right now, we're like, for the most part, we've all been like relatively inside for the last two years. We've watched every crime drama that exists. It's almost yeah. like people are too excited to 
to dive in. It's perverse. To, it's perverse. Like it feels like it, it feel, you think you're, you think you're doing like a play at home adventure of Law and Order SVU when actually it's like just really fucking happening. Yeah. And it's sad. And like, we all watch Don't Fuck With Cats and it turns out the internet nerds didn't actually help. Whoa, whoa. It was still just the cops doing it. You know what I mean? Like, what are you good for, nerds? Yeah, no, but like, the, of course, obviously, there is like sexism and racism and classism, like I said, but there's also this case does stand on its own. I mean, yeah, it definitely partially is because she's this tiny, cute little blonde girl. And then the other part of it is it's a rich narrative. There's so much material. And but like, like, if, if there were social media influencers that were, you know, Native American or people of color, but they were actually doing a, a big social media, like if they had a big social media presence and were doing a thing, it would have gotten more attention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just, I think everything, all of it needs more attention and all yeah. of the coverage needs to be better. Like, 100%. I think the coverage of this is also probably not helping, you know, because a lot of it is, is very like sensationalized. And like I said, it's not getting to the root. I've seen a couple of pieces that get to the root, like the domestic violence is the red flag and everyone ignores it and cops don't deal with it properly. But the other thing is like, that's that's the story. That should be the story. And the story. Here's my question, though. In wait, wait, real quick, oh, sorry, I just want to make sure people know that I believe that the story should also be. It is about why some people don't get more coverage than others. That is yes. really, really important. And there should be this level of coverage for every single missing person and murdered person on the planet. Totally. That covers it not from a sensational. They left at five o'clock and then blah blah blah. Mm. Not from that point of view, but the point of view of there's causes and effects for this. Like there well, are causes of- and effects for all of the indigenous women who went missing yes. and those are different yes. from the yes. cause of Gabby Petito. And like, yes. if we can cover it in an intelligent way, we can get to the bottom of it and prevent it from happening. And last thing I'll say about the coverage aspect, reporters don't get a list of dead people every day. Like we don't oh have- Right, good point. Like we don't- I we wonder don't- how did this one get such, how, why did this one blow up? because probably because of the narrative around it because as a reporter if you see something like that and you're like oh there's public domain stuff available for me to turn this into a story you're gonna jump on that way quicker than let me dig into like something let me go google the missing persons report for the day right like the missing when someone goes missing or gets murdered it goes to it goes to the cops ideally i mean i guess if it's a mob hit maybe it doesn't but (laughs) If it goes, like it goes to the cops, cops are not the biggest fans of journalists, believe it or not. They like Mm. to be very hush hush and not tell anyone anything. So they're not going to go tell the journalists unless it's like, you know, a big story or they think they're going to find the person who did it. They're not going to give us any details other other than what they have to give us. And like, and there's not enough journalists anymore, especially at the small town level doing things like this. So it's, it's the whole system failing everybody at once. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I said, we don't get a list of everyone that died and we don't say, oh, what's their demographic? That'll get clicks. That won't. No, that Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. Like it has to sort of come to our desk somehow. Well, and I think that you're nailing it, which is like, even when I'm, cause I'm in Florida, right? So like, and the, 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 this is all, of course, this is like based in Florida. No one's shocked, right? We're just the fucking, the bizarre sociopath capital of the United States, I would say, (laughs) but it's like, it's like the way that this actually started now that I think back is that it's like local authorities are reporting 
a, a local girl missing and he returned in her van. And it, it, what it was, was a call to action in the first place, which was like, if you have any details about, you know, where this, if you've seen this person or if you've seen this van. And then the one thing I will say that is kind of interesting about this that does maybe make it different, or I don't know, you tell me, but the thing that I find fascinating is that part of how they found her body, if that is actually her, is because all of these people who are also living the van life had, when they went back and looked at their footage, because everyone's making content from the van, that's what it is, the van is in a lot of the the footage. So like the woman I was listening to an interview with, the woman who turned the case uh, was actually in the same, you know, like uh, camper park or whatever as, as they were. And she said she didn't notice it until she reported it, which was like, you know, two days ago or something, but they accidentally left their GoPros on overnight. And so some, one of her friends called her and was like, Hey, there's this missing person's case. I think you were there at the same time. Can you like, why don't you check your footage? And she checked. And actually the van, they, they had a narrative, speaking of narrative, they caught the van like coming in and out of the frame like they actually that's how they located where they were like so the way that they they tracked a lot of the like you know the details of their um road trip or whatever was specifically because once this became a national news story people that were were in that area were like well actually let me go check my insta let me go check my footage and so many people had actually seen the van yeah that is really crazy the other really fucking crazy thing is that there's another piece to this whole story that I do not think is getting enough attention, which is that there was a murder of two women, a recently married lesbian couple who actually did report that there was a creepy guy that was like sort of around them and that they were going to move campsites because he was like creeping them out. And then they were reported missing and then their remains were found. Okay. Then um, there were other people who uh, picked him up going from the hotel that these women were staying at when they were like, he's creepy. We're going to a hotel or whatever. There was a, there was another report of people that picked up a random dude who was in that area hitchhiking for some reason to go back to his quote unquote girlfriend in the van. So like, this is the reason to me that this is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of things that are interesting about it, but it's like, I think that it's, it's bigger than just like a Gabby Petito case. And it's actually bigger than like a domestic violence case. Like this is a very weird, faded, like intertwining of many people's stories. And I don't know if it's because they were social media specific, or if this is just, you know, a, a parable playing out before our eyes. But like, it will be really interesting to me when they do the forensics on the two women and they actually do that investigation as well. I would not be surprised if they're linked. See, this is where we diverge because I like, I hate true crime. It just scares me. I love true crime. I love true crime. I hate it. I think it's so like... I, I don't want to hear you about You want to know the difference murders. between Scorpio and Taurus? Like, like Molly is like, all Molly's very Taurus. I'm not very Scorpio, but my moon and my Mars are in Capricorn in, in the eighth house, which is Scorpio. It's like the difference between eighth house and second house. Second house is like, no, keep me safe. Give me the facts. Help me feel like there is like ground under my feet. And the eighth house, Scorpio, is like, there never is. 
there never is. There's yeah. always something going on behind closed doors. And so it's kind of interesting, like even just noticing for yourself, like what about this do you find personally interesting? Because like, yeah. I mean, I agree with you though. I do think that the media coverage has been really um has been really excessive but on the other hand i think that the media coverage is why that they've been able to identify her body as quickly as they did exactly. because people were like oh actually we saw them we saw the van i picked him up as a hitchhiker you know the story was involved too in the same place like so i don't know you know it's like on the one hand is it excessive is it insensitive on the other hand it may have at least saved her family months of agonizing of wondering exactly we need more media coverage not less of missing yeah, women yeah, yeah. and missing people and murdered people like we need more not less that's my whole point it's just like yeah 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 you know and i agree with all the people who are saying it's bullshit that women who aren't like 22 year old white girls don't get as much coverage. I agree completely. Right, it's it just is true. That one video you sent me, because I had watched it just after I watched yeah. the, the, the terrible video of her boyfriend lying to the cops. Yeah. And then to have someone be like, well, this is this just isn't white woman syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, ending yeah, yeah. it like, and if you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes, then blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, bitch, right. get your roots done, first of all. And- <gasps> of all like can we get her body in the ground before we start calling it missing white woman syndrome like it's yeah, real that's thing. pretty like, cruel it's pretty cruel it's a real thing and it's a term that was coined by gwen eiffel 20 years ago and gwen eiffel oh, was wow right gwen eiffel is right it is true what she's saying missing white woman syndrome is a thing but she yeah. said it she didn't say it in reference to a specific case that right, was Right, like, let's open. stop caring about this actual missing person who is now remains, may or may not have just been found, and we just told their family, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. save it, save it, table it for a conversation where we actually, like, build a new future. Right, and, like, to use your mini microphone so that the sound is good for when it goes viral, like, go Whoa, fuck yourself. Molly. I'm Go dead. Fuck I'm, oh, I don't even want to say I'm. I feel like saying I'm dead is now insensitive in this case, but it's like, lol. That's no, a, like, I agree with you completely, and that is right. It's like it's like there is a place for, you know, sort of social justice activism, absolutely. But I do think that there is something very sort of. I don't know if the word is capitalist or opportunist. Opportunist. When you take the opportunity to to join the hashtag to show that you are such a. It's like trying to be like, trying trying to be like, white people are not the most important thing, but then like low key what you're being is sort of like this white savior and you want to be the white savior voice. You want to be the right. white person that cares voice. And it's like, well. Right, like when it's coming from okay. a white person too, I'm like, okay, like you're literally doing this for clout. You're literally- Right, it's like, that's the only thought that you, you, you have to, you, right. You have to sit down and make this report. Also side note, she only did- she only did a few it's like if the point is that there's like a massive amount of people missing then don't give each one of them 10 seconds to give them the rundown like make that your wife's work dig into right. them let's do a whole hour and why don't you go personally investigate like little little mike journalist right <laughs> little mike journalist take it upon yourself it doesn't look like you're doing much you're not getting your roots done <laughs> okay final th- final thoughts on on this story uh, it's sickening. It's sad. I really wish we will take this opportunity to look at the 
overarching reasons why these things happen because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to do with the tiny little twists and turns, turns and true crime stories. It's like, this is why I hated everyone's hysteria surrounding the Casey Anthony case because Ooh. I was like, we, yes, this woman, someone killed her child, you know, whatever. I guess I mean, alleged. she drowned her fucking baby. Yeah. So I mean, well, we don't want to get sued. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But didn't did she? Oh no, she got off. Yeah, she got off. So Ugh. of course, that's also Florida. Also Florida. God right. damn. But listen, it's an out. That's the wrong. That's okay. We could focus on how everything happens in Florida, but that's also just funny. right. It's like right. It's also who cares, right? It's just to, funny. The thing to focus on, and the reason why I hated all that coverage is no one was talking about postpartum depression and. Right. Like the reasons why right. do these things. There was no one yes, helping her. Yes, yes, there was no yes, one looking yes. out for her and her baby. There was no one making sure that she wasn't going off the deep end. Like, well, that's, that's where I think what you said at the beginning is so important, which is like at the end of the day, no, we can't save anyone. But it's like, I guess like the question that I have is, and maybe I don't know if you know the answer, but like, you know, before this big trip, before they before they decided to live in a van together and travel the world and put it on Instagram, were there like did the, did her family come out or, or anything and say like he was always low key abuse? Like I want to I want a record. I, I don't want a record of like Grand Teton. I want a record of all the times that she came home crying or excusing bruises or right. you know what I mean? Like what did because like the only interview I saw was with his family and they were like he's a really great son we can't yeah, imagine him doing anything like say. this but it's like what did her family say about him what did the has anyone said anything about their relationship past what we've seen online well i will say the thing about abusers is and i don't know if he was an abuser but i'm saying that based on the footage that we've seen the hallmarks are there and yeah. abusers are real they know who to turn on the charm for and who not to right so right. if you are bawling your eyes out because you've been in a three-day fight with your abusive boyfriend in a van he, he's gonna make sure you're not gonna go crying to your parents like yeah he's gonna that's push so you, true they know what the fuck they're doing yes he's gonna push you up to that edge and then when you finally say okay i'm moving out i'm going home He's going to, no, 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 you complete me. Like, right, right. Th so they wouldn't know. Like, her parents probably didn't know, but they did have yeah. a broken engagement, which they claimed was because. Wait, I, I did yeah. not know it was, I thought, it, I thought it was an engagement. No, they, they, they got disengaged. Wait, when? I mean, see, that's what doesn't matter, but I am, because then it's also right. like a little, it's just, it's just, no, it doesn't matter, but it is kind of interesting, like. If they got disengaged before they went on this trip, why wasn't anybody in the family going, don't fucking go? Like, why would you sign up for this? If you don't want to live in a house because with him, you don't want to live in a van with him. The, the family said that they were told it's because they thought they were too young to get married. Oh. So like, it's, oh my God. So right. It's even with there. We're like, when that's, you're th in that's that the story. That's the story. Yeah. When you're in that situation, you know how to even hide it from your parents because- yeah what you believe deep inside is that the issue lies with you and you're yeah. the one who's messing up over and over again. And so of course you're going to give your parents some bullshit reason, you know, like why did I fucking have to like ask one of my friends to change whether or not my boyfriend was going to be invited to her wedding three times right. and pretend that it right. was because his schedule was changing. No, it was because yeah of the fucking insane arguing and the like yeah. 
silent treatment one day and then the next day, oh, I've been looking at engagement rings, like kind of shit. So it's like, the, know. It, it, but here's like the, to me, it's, it's just like the fact that it wasn't her calling the cops on him or a cop noticing, it was like passersby were so affected by in the middle of nowhere, this, this on this on the road fight happening between it was it was so bad that other people called 911 on her behalf yeah. like that to me is like he he must have been this must not have been a surprise to the people that like really knew knew her or them well because if you're having fights in the middle of like the Mojave Desert or whatever well, there's no where, one in the middle of the Mojave Desert there's probably if, if like if the only people there that see you like you're right if there were more people there more people might have called but if the one person that sees you has the inkling to call the cops because it's that bad it might it, it's bad i know but i w- i just wouldn't be so sure that anyone around them knew i wouldn't be so sure wow that's because- so crazy but the yeah the onlookers are who actually started and it's it's so interesting too in retrospect just because it's like thank god they have those body cam uh that body cam footage it really does shed light on things and thank god those people who aren't even her friends actually on her behalf made that call because it's like the body footage like i read business insider's description of it and this isn't to throw them under the bus because i'm sure it was before they saw the footage Mm -hmm. they were quoting from the police report they said oh the police stopped them for a domestic call and all they reported was that she had hit him And so that's the issue. Like the issue lies so much within every single stop along the way, like the police, the FBI, the sheriff's department, the people that choose not to investigate certain ones over the other. Like when you are a reporter and you get a police report, that's considered a primary document. Like there's no question of like, is this true or not? And now that you have the body cam footage, you can see how it was so much more nuanced. Well, the, the body cam, right, nuance is the word. And what's really shocking, and this is where it's like, obviously don't, we obviously need a different body of uh, authority handling this because like when the police finished that hour long body cam video that now we've all watched, they actually wrote up, oh, it was a domestic dispute. He said she was crazy. So we actually think it's no charges are filed. It's actually fine. And it's like the really crazy thing about that video, aside from him being like very jovial with the cops being like, she is crazy. Like he was like, bro, he was trying to bro the cops over women are crazy. She's saying, she is saying about herself to them. I'm the crazy one. I have OCD. I have anxiety. You want to know something? Someone, in my opinion, someone with OCD might not actually like beforehand might not actually opt to live in a tiny van with someone in general if you have ocd you might actually want to really control your space second of all if you have anxiety beforehand you might want you might not want to go live in a van and document it online and really have this like totally free bird life the reason if she was experiencing symptoms i don't know if she was clinically diagnosed ever but if she was feeling like she had ocd or anxiety it would make a lot of sense if she was living someone or she was vanning with someone that she was actually like afraid of or on it. Of course she had anxiety. He was a dangerous fucking asshole. And if she had OCD, allegedly, if she had OCD, quote unquote, unless we know that it was diagnosed beforehand, it's like, that's so something that, that a guy like that would say to her, like you're caring about all the details. Like you, he, it's a diagnosis from him. His diagnosis is you are too, you're crazy. You have OCD. Stop getting on me on these little details. Do you know what I mean? It's like, unless we see the, unless I hear from a, 
a, a medical doctor that he's like, yes, I've been treating Gabby for OCD and anxiety, but, but nobody who actually has experienced, I've had people in, I have tons of people in my life who experience anxiety. I've had specific people in my life who've actually suffered with OCD clinically for real, for real. And they would, it, it would be, it would be hard for me to imagine like they don't even want to have live-in boyfriends and girlfriends because if the door is not cracked open a certain amount, it's like a problem. Like yeah. why would they sign up for this like very free bird life if actually the thing that they care about is controlling as much as they can about their space as possible? That's such a good point. And it doesn't ring true. I was thinking that too. And he was like, you know, she was mad that my feet were dirty, but I can't change the way I am. And it's like, you can wash your feet. You can change that very quickly. <laughs> I mean, that is like one of the stupidest problems to bring up in general. Right. Like, even if like, if, the, if you're saying like, look, my feet were dirty, then like there's something else going on. Yeah. So, okay. This is so, such a depressing story. I'm really sad about it. I want everyone who has murdered someone to rot in hell. Die, bitch. Yeah. Like... It's terrible. I hope everyone just, when we talk about this story, let's talk about the relevant things that will prevent it from happening again. That's what well, I'm okay. saying. Well, okay, can I, can I, maybe this is crass. You can cut it if I'm tacky. One of the things I would like to point out is like- well, if we're I looking have to go for, see the dog. Oh, okay, okay, go see the dog. But I, can I, well, can I just make one thought? Yeah. Because then if, if, it's, if it's not tacky, I'll, I'll finish it up later. If it is, okay. I'll drop okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. When we're looking for signs- signs in advance of like, is my daughter safe? Is this couple okay? When you're doing a van life couples trip with someone, it's a little bit alarming. So I looked at his Instagram. He doesn't have a single picture of her in oh. the journey. Okay. He has one, one random day where he was like, I love this girl more than anything, like zoom way down. But his whole, her whole Instagram is like them. His whole Instagram is pictures of like him in the, it, it's as if she's not there. Oh, that's really dark. Weird. And I do really want to say, Sarah, I, I respect that it helps you and many other people to go through these granular details. It's a self-soothing mechanism and I totally get it. What is the like protocol for, for me, the way that I use astrology, I mean, I use it in every way, but one of the things that I have found particularly comforting about astrology and in my work with clients it is a tool for comforting, which is to say that when fucked up shit happens, um, there are, you can look to a birth chart to understand more of the sort of way zoomed out, like karmic storylines that are playing out. So it just doesn't feel so random. I fuck up or either random or personal, right? Like either. If you can look at it in a way that's right, it's not random and it's not that personal. It's like, oh, there's this way larger context that astrology gives us that can help to at least make things make sense on a level that is more like both cerebral and also soulful, which I find to be like sort of a hard to find combination. Mm -hmm. So like for me, my first thought when I'm looking at this petito case is like, I got to look at her chart. I got to like, I want to see the chart of the day that she went missing. And then there's also this woman who I follow on YouTube. She's phenomenal. She actually works with police. Like she, she does this professionally. She's a forensic astrologer. And what's been fascinating is that like, I've been following her uh, journey of like tracking the story and she basically like she used forensic astrology 
to say, I think Gabby's, if they're going to find her remains based on the astrology and it's in this area. And he, so she made predictions, not that were had nothing to do with anything personal about these people, but it was yeah. like based on the chart of the day she was reported missing. You can actually, it's, it's really fascinating. Like, and it's funny too. It's funny that like everyone's like astrology is not real, but the fact is like, if more people were using this woman, forensic astrologer or whatever on cases of like missing persons or of, you know, like questions that couldn't be answered. The fact that this, this woman used the charts and she was walking us through like how she did it. And it's like, she put down a map where there were like coordinates and yeah. she's like, based on the way that this chart lays down onto the planet earth at this time, she's somewhere between here and here. And she was. We decided not to do Gabby and Laundry's chart is because we were like, it feels in poor taste. And I think the reason it feels in poor taste is because while I think there's a spectrum of how people use astrology in their lives, like, and I agree with what right, you're right, right. If people aren't it, actually like, if people don't understand it the way that I'm understanding it, it looks like yeah. we are just doing tiny mic, tiny mic activism, or just like like clickbait. Yes, exactly. It because it just feels like too light. It's too sad. Like, it's just too, I don't like, see, this is the other thing. Like we're learning how differently you and I like deal with the difference between Capricorn sun versus Capricorn moon. Yeah. Like for me, when it comes to a true crime story, I don't want to hear it. It does not make me feel, it doesn't help me to hear the details and parse through the evidence. Like I don't, want to know. I cannot deal with the fact that like someone got murdered by her fucking boyfriend, allegedly. And there were all of these signs. It just like, why did that happen? And it sucks, you know? And then the girl who, the girl who got murdered in London a few nights ago. What's up with that? That's what I messaged you about that. It was sad Faye. Sabina Nessa. And no one really knows what's happening. There's not a lot of details about it yet, but apparently she was walking to the pub at 8.30 at night, so it's like not even dark yet, in a crowded park where there's usually people all around, and she just got murdered. And now that is scary. And to me, I'm interested in like overall, really like the study of people, right? Like the study of humans. When I look at how the charts interact, to me, it's it's helpful in understanding like what's going on. Mm. When something like that happens, like a girl's walking in a park and blanket unsafe, like in, in a certain sense, even just knowing that this was a you know, a a relationship that contained elements of domestic violence. It's not that it makes me feel better or worse. It helps me understand what happened. Whereas like the fear of walking through the park at night, which is something that I very regularly do. Like I'm obsessed with sociopaths because like I want to know what to look out for. I want to know- I want to know where what it looks like in a chart. I want to know what the signs are. I watch all those videos. I watch the body language stuff because like, I want to be able to read people and understand exactly who I'm talking to when I'm talking to them or like point, like I just want to know what's going on. That's why I have so many Finstas, right? There, then on a personal level, there's no comforting me because it's like, oh, that could literally be me anytime, any place. And it, unless we find out that there was somebody that she was just breaking up with hiding in the bushes or something. This also comes six months after this woman, Sarah Everard, was killed by a police officer. Do Whoa. you remember that story? She was also- Not really. She was also walking through a park in Clapham, which is like 
a really buzzing area and a cop just like abducted her and he what yeah and he dumped her in the woods like a, an hour or two outside of london and like okay not to, but this is where okay you see the first place my mind goes is did they have a personal relationship or was no. it random it was random. And this ah. gets into what we talk about when we talk about the Gabby story is he had a record of flashing women in public and <gasps> intimidating people. And how is he still a fucking cop? Exactly. And Whoa. it's just the parallels between this is what I feel is missing from all of these discussions, except it's starting to crop up more now. People are having this conversation now, but it's like, get away from the sordid details and talk about the fact that like so many of these men have red flag warning signs that they are going to murder a woman. And we just are like, okay, well, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Like we're just going to let you roam free and be a fucking cop until you murder someone like, and it's yeah, going to be a woman. Yeah. It's usually going to be a woman, you know? Well, I guess like, that's where it's like, I do get into like the personal details of the story. Like even with like this OJ Simpson, you know, it was like definitely the first time that I was aware that like, oh, husband and wife doesn't mean you're safe. And like, actually like, you know, um, knowing about the interpersonal drama that exists before a crime is committed to me is, is helpful because it just gives it like a, it gives it like a, a, a place in the library of my mind. I just, I like to think that if I was ever in a certain situation that I would go, oh, this reminds me of OJ or like, oh, th that being said, my ex had the same birthday as OJ. So I don't, you know, but it, but it was in my mind. It was in my mind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's just the, I, the only thing I'm trying to say is like abusers are so good at fooling yeah, they, you. That's right. That's like, yeah. Well, how did fucking, what was his name? The, the, the serial killer that everyone wants to fuck. Oh, Dahmer? No. No, uh, I was thinking Dahmer too. No, um, the hot one. They they really did him a favor with Efron. Yeah, the Bundy, Zac Efron. Bundy, the Sag Bundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like they're really good at it. Like when I was dating an emotionally abusive person, we ended up going into therapy together, and he had the therapist on his side within. Like, no. Yeah, that's how serious it is. Like that's how much. Like they know how, and I don't know if oh, it's- I see what you're saying. So you're saying at the end of the day, it actually is upsetting to hear that there were so many, oh, we saw them fighting or, oh, we didn't like, you're saying it actually doesn't make it any safer. And at the end of the day, if you're in that position, it doesn't protect you more. And that these, right, even like the way that this guy had the cops laughing with him about how crazy she was. It's like, yeah, like, right. It's like, oh, all of the evidence in the world doesn't change the fact that now she's gone and that nobody was able to prevent this. Yeah, like the only way to prevent it would be to have somebody who's highly, highly trained in seeing the signs because those cops clearly had no fucking idea what was going on. And like, like bro, and then the cops in London are fucking doing, committing the acts that, I mean, we have, yeah, it's, it's interesting when we're talking about like safety in general, because it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, that's where I guess I do like to look at the astrology where I go, okay, there is some higher purpose to this, or there is some higher thing going on over the course of like lifetimes and, and, and yeah. you know, that exists within the, the culture's history and turning points in history. I'm interested in looking at because it, it does comfort me in some way where I go, okay, well, this isn't for nothing or this, you know, the, but it's like, right. Getting into the nitty gritty of the details isn't actually helpful after the fact. It's really now just like airing dirty laundry.
<laughs> yes, exactly. And like the reason why the people who called the cops about them fighting were all bystanders is because he knew better than to lash out at her in front of her loved ones. Right. Like they probably That's thought right. he was a really charming, nice guy. But then like now that they're on this trip together and they're, he's like starting to lose his grip a little bit. Like he thinks that no one, he, he doesn't think that the bystanders are going to call. He feels anonymous. He feels anonymous and he feels like we've got the van. We've got a getaway vehicle. Like even if someone calls the cops, we'll just like zoom out of here real quick and I'll be able to talk my way out of it. So it's like the, the levels that they have of like knowing how to, plan three steps ahead. I swear it's like you can't really fully grasp it until you've been in a relationship with someone like that. Game is let me get you on my side and get you to see everything my way. He's got this bulletproof story about how she's crazy and she's hyperventilating and you're not a sensitive person or you you don't understand the warning signs. You're going to believe him. We're going to end the episode on an actually light note. Yeah, I just thought this was really funny. Um yeah. You know, Kim Kardashian is hosting Saturday Night Live, which makes complete sense. Why would it she not? Com- it, it actually makes, it, it actually is like, why hasn't she done it before? Right. If anything. Like also, Elon Musk and Monica Lewinsky have hosted mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Like athletes host Saturday Night Live. It's just whoever's buzzy at the moment. It's not, so, so Deborah Messing, who you may remember as the dumbass Debra the least funny person on Will and Grace <laughs> uh she retweeted the announcement and said why Kim Kardashian I mean I know she is a cultural icon but SNL has hosts generally who are performers who are there to promote a film tv show or album launch am I missing something Ooh, cringing like, cringing yes Debra you're missing everything everything you're missing even to the point of you thinking that this was like a hot take cool t- like this even being something that she let slip out of her her index fingers and press tweet i mean that's what you're missing you're missing that this is not a hot take and you are actually aging yourself you are showing how insecure you are and how truly uncool yeah and also you're like 10 years late for this conversation bro well, my the thing about the thing about Deborah messing though aside from because like okay if i actually was going to answer the question aside from kim kardashian being the most famous person arguably on planet earth right now and the most powerful and if you know ratings are how tv is staying alive you'd think you'd get it deb okay number two she is promoting something the kardashian hulu show is going to come out sometime before the end of the year it's we're creeping up on the end of the year so there prop there, there even could be a reveal of when the show is being uh, you know, actually starting streaming on Hulu. So that's highly likely. The other thing is that whether they're divorced or not, she is a part of Donda. She is a part of the Donda yeah. release rollout. So she's promoting multiple things that are actually a part of the extremely common cultural, you know, lexicon at the moment. Plus, like the host of SNL is not there necessarily to be a member of the cast for the night per se, but for the cast to bounce off of and make jokes about. And who better than Kim Kardashian for a bunch of comics to be able to joke about and with for an hour and a half. Especially after she did such a, which I happen to love, but especially after she did such like a performative, like 
all black Met Gala. Like she did something that is so easily also like mockable. Yeah. Like she's the perfect person to have right now. Also, 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 it's coming like, I think like a week before her birthday. It's like, couldn't be a more perfect time for Kim to host SNL. The other thing too, Deb, that I just want to say, okay, who gives a shit? Like the fact, what are you, jealous? <laughs> Yeah, she's well, jealous. I think, like she still thinks that SNL is like the premier comedy program in the U.S. and that everyone's tuning in and that's actually like the the big hit maker of. It's like, bro, no one's even watching. You're not streaming. If it's not on streaming, you can't watch it. Like, who gives a shit? What do you think SNL is that you actually are so triggered? That you're like, wow, Kim, really? It's like, uh, anybody would make sense. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I just think the material they're going to come up with for Kim to do, even though she's obviously, I think she she does know how to laugh at herself. She does have a she sense. she definitely does. Yeah, like she's in on the joke of herself for sure. But admittedly, yeah, she's not a comedy actress. She's not a comic. Like, But I still think that the material they will come up with for her to do will be so much more rich than what they do for the the typical actor because actors are ciphers. They don't really stand for anything. They just kind of like step in and out of stuff. So I, I just think it's- well, a- And it actually, I, I think it actually adds to the charm that we're, that we're sort of missing at the moment, which is that like, okay, so if you have a comedian in there doing shit, we, we know that it's like, it's like when you have like people that know how to dance on Dancing with the Stars, it's a little bit like, oh, wow, the Olympic gymnast was good at dance. It's like, you yeah, know, shit, she's good at dance. Yeah. It's like, it's more in- like Elon Musk was an interesting episode because actually seeing someone doing live comedy super out of their comfort zone is a million times more riveting television than John Mulaney doing it again. He was also the head writer and you know, he's going to be good. Bill Burr's obviously going to be good. You know, like, like anybody funny is obviously going to be good. Any actor is usually going to be good. It's the the Elon Musk's and the Kim K's and the people that were like, what are they going to do? That might actually get people to turn off their Netflix and go to someone's house with the TV. Yeah, exactly. Also, I I already tweeted this, but I just don't want to take comedy advice from anyone who's in a decade-long beef with Megan Mullally. Like, Bro! Speaking of problems with Karen, and on the same vein of, like, fake white activism, there was a viral video that comedians made a few years ago of a fake Karen video. It was, like, an over-the-top white woman screaming, and then, like, the, the, the guys, like, went up and just were like, what are you doing? And then she, like, pretended to fall and pretended that they killed her her dog. So it was like clearly comedy. It, it was a it was a sketch. Mm-hmm. Deborah took it seriously and she put out a dead fucking serious direct address to the people low lighting comment on what is wrong with America and how racist everyone is and why this is the most upsetting video that she talk about not getting comedy. She yeah. didn't she made a she made a political statement about some random people's comedy sketch. <laughs> He's humorless. And wait, I have one other thing I do need to say. Okay. Molly, you were right about Blue's Clue, Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I follow the McClure family. I'm really not into, like, family social media. You know, when you sent me that video, I was like, what the fuck is she watching? I am obsessed with these kids. Everybody follow the McClure family. They're really, really charming. And they got a package in the mail to announce the 25th anniversary return of Blue's Clues coming back to the air. And now I'm like, oh, that was the point. It was actually to get the parents to be excited about this so that they would. Steve had to come back to remind us that this was a show that we liked because the kids See? will not have any reference. And that's, exa- and that's exactly what you said. I'm exactly a- what you said. 
PR pro. That's the thing. And really it's really funny that your first thought was molesting, getting ahead of a molestation <laughs> charge. Well, I think it doesn't have to be either or. We have some really fun bonus episodes coming up. Follow yeah. us on Instagram at Molly Walshine, at Sarah Armour, at The Moon You All. And come every other week on the new and full moon where Molly will do a sometimes sober, sometimes drunk presentation for the people. And it is to die for every time. Thanks. It's usually at least buzzed for the record. <laughs> well, you'd hope. I mean, I mean, that goes, that's what I mean by sober. It's late in, in London. Get at us in the DMs. Let us know what you think. Is it in poor taste for to, to do astrology with murder trials? What do you think? Buy our merch. We have our back to school stuff rolling out. So we're going to do a fun thing for that. You're going to fucking love it. Everybody buy your sign. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs>